Thank you, worship team. We love you so much. You're awesome. You're a blessing. Thank you for all you do. Oh, there's my son. All right. Hi. Uh, okay. It's bright. Can we bring the house lights up a little? Just because I'm going to try to look at your faces today. All moms want to see kids' faces, right? If your face is dirty, your mom's like, oh, wash that face real quick. Um, so, happy Mother's Day. I'm excited to get to share with you and you get to share with me, because you know we don't stay silent in here. This is family, this is family work going on in the house. Uh, so, first thing we're going to do, I'm going to ask you guys to, all you men, we're all going to stand up, so let's do that now. Let's all stand up for a second. All people in the room, we're all going to stand up. And women, you're going to stay where you are. Men, you're going to bless any woman that's around you. You don't have to put your hands on them, but here is our heart. And one of our, our fathers of the house shared that we want to bless moms, but we also want to bless future moms. There's a generational inheritance that we want to pass down to those that are still yet to be mamas. And we want to... Um, a while back, women kind of gave up this excitement and joy of being a mom. And we actually, it's a God-given gift that we have. And we kind of need to embrace that as the church again and just say, hey, this is such a privilege to get to pour into the hearts and lives of so many. So I'm going to, this is family, right? We call ourselves the Rock Family, so we're going to do what we say. So we're going to go ahead and move around the room. I know that sounds so scary. But you know, my, our youth students do this really well. So I'm calling you out, adults, because they know how to do this. We're going to move around the room, and we are just going to bless them. You don't have to put your hands on them. Some women may not be comfortable with that. But I just ask you to go close to them and speak a blessing and pray over them. And um, bless. And, and as you're doing it, bless your own mom. All of you have a mom, whether that relationship's good or not. But bless your own mom while you pray for someone else. And let's not leave any women out. I'll, I'll point out anybody that might not have somebody praying over them. But we're going to count on three. You're going to move around, and you're going to pray. And you can get groups if you need to. But there's quite a few ladies right up here up front. So gentlemen, you might have to speed pray and make your way around the room. Are you ready? One, yes, you're ready? Two, one, two, three, let's go. Let's go pray over somebody. Whoop. Good job. You're doing it. I'm proud of you. It's working. Yeah, Lord, we just bless all the women online. I thank you for them, Lord. We just pray a blessing over them. I just pray for healing of hearts, any hearts that have been wounded just as being a mama or, or have received wounds just as from moms, Lord, that we just pray your healing oil would go out over them right now. We thank you for what you're doing in the Rock family. God, we thank you for healing our hearts and helping us those, be those that pour out over others, Lord, that we have a call and an anointing to pour out your love to others. We bless that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. You guys are doing really good. You're still praying a lot of you. Good job.
Okay, so Lord, we just bless that. We thank you. We're going to wrap it up, you prayer warriors. I know some of you can pray for 20 minutes. Thank you, Lord. And as you're coming back out of your prayers, I'm going to have a Mother's Day gift I ask from you. So get ready for, I'm going to ask you for a present. So we're going to wrap it up. If you could go ahead and say your final few words as we um, finish up. Um, so I was just praying during worship, and there's um, just some things the Lord put on my heart for our house. I was praying, we were praying in pre-service. If you ever want to come early and pray, you have a heart to pray, join us behind the stage here. There's a room, and we just pray for the service for 45, 50 minutes or so. Um, but I'm going to ask for a gift from you guys. As I was praying, I just felt like the Lord said, we need to, we need to practice being family a little bit more. Um, we are the Rock family. That's part of our name. But um, there's sometimes we just get so comfortable with what we do that we kind of forget that we're family and that there's people that we don't know. Uh, so I'm going to ask you for a present. And I know this is going to stretch some of you, but I'm actually going to ask you guys that are on that far side and that far side to scoot this way. And you guys that are in my back, like five rows, I'm actually going to ask you to try to scoot down. I know that's a huge ask, and that's like a really big gift that you could give me on Mother's Day. I know it's super uncomfortable, and so many of you think I'm crazy right now, but this is what moms do. They want all their kids close by. Like... You know, if you're going to watch a movie with mom, like your kids, you want your kids with you. So my boys, that's like, that's like back row. So students, I, like five rows in, students, I'm going to call you out by name if you can't listen by generality. <laughs> if you can move in, that would be amazing. And you know what this does? It gets family a little bit closer. I know, look, even the foxes are moving out of their traditional seat. Look at all this. This is like miraculous, you guys. Thank you. Poppy, you're not coming down, huh? Mimi and Poppy have to stay back row. Former pastor of the rock and still part of the family rock pastors, not willing, my own father-in-law and, and mother-in-law, unwilling to give me this gift. It's okay. Set the example. <laughs> Way the father heart of the church in the back row. It's okay. I won't call you out. I won't. I'll be gracious and kind-hearted, tender. Are you guys going to stay over there? My mamas? Huh? Well, there's, I see like 50 open seats over here. You want my chair? You can sit right here. Oh, I'm not afraid. This doesn't make me uncomfortable. I know it makes you uncomfortable. You guys, we went to this soccer game. Okay, you want to talk about uncomfortable? We went to this playoff soccer game for my daughter, right? And we're used to Douglas County High School that has like massive bleachers. 
and lots of room, so you get to stay really far away from the team that you don't like. You already don't like them because they're the other team, and they're wearing all the other colors. But we went to this play playoff game in Colorado Springs, and they had like six rows of bleachers that went like, I don't know, maybe 100 feet wide. Do you know how uncomfortable that is? Think about if you guys are playing a football game and you're smashed next to the loud heckling person that's rooting against your own child, right? And you, all of a sudden you're like, we're gonna have to get close. Like, we're gonna have to get over this. If there's someone you don't like in the room, that's okay. You're gonna get to know them, they're family, okay? Thank you guys, because it makes it way easier to talk to you like this instead of like trying to turn all the way over. I know, Smith, you got, they got little peanut over there. All right, um, thank you for that Mother's Day gift. That blesses me so much. To bless you, we have a quick video, moms. So if we could cue up our sweet um, video, maybe pull the front lights down because it's awfully bright right now, but I like it bright. And we just wanna love on you, mamas. I love that, it's so cute. So thank you, moms. We love you so much. Y'all are awesome. And um, yeah, it's, it's so good. God is so good, right? Amen? Okay, amen. Oh, it's so fun to be with you guys. Uh, I love it. And I think I'm going to scoot down really quick because I, I just want to. Um, one of the, oh, you want to, thank you. I have an amazing husband, you guys. He's awesome. He's an amazing husband and father. And um, I was saying last night, he's one of the most patient people I know. I, I feel like I have patience, and then I see him handle things, and I'm like, how are you so patient? I, but moms, maybe we just get used to being patient, and we lose it as we get to people that are older, and we're like, by now you should know this, and so we have lower pa I don't know. But he is, he is so patient, um, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, so there's a few things on my heart, and, and I was just asking the Lord uh, before, like during worship and stuff, like it, what I prepared for, is that what the Lord really wants to share this morning? And I, and I have this sense that, um, that there's more than what he put on my heart originally that he wants us to step into. And part of that is um, right now we are in a season of this Isaiah 62 fast which we feel very strongly that the Lord is asking us to step into and agree to pray for Israel. Um, it also kind of is connected to Isaiah 58, which is this is the kind of fast the Lord has asked of us, is loose the chains of injustice and feed the poor and clothe the naked, all these things. And many of you guys know that. We've talked about this before. But um, one of the things that's on my heart that I feel like the Lord really wants to do you have, how many of you have heard us talk about discipleship? I know we, we say it, but does it click through that we're talking about discipleship lately? Some of you. Okay. We're, we've been talking about discipleship because we really feel like um, in this season, the Lord wants to build his family, and he wants to build it through us, and family looks like relationship. It's not an independent thing, though we're an independent country, and we've been raised to get really excited about independence because that's what our country is founded on, he actually wants us to come together and hang out together and help each other grow. And so in that, I just really feel like um, it's easy to, to hear things, but not like they don't get in there. Um, 
For example, when you have kids and you ask them to do something and they forget, we have these friendly reminders like discipline. So at summer camp, when kids leave something behind and we've told them, make sure you pick up your water bottle when you leave, guys, what do we do when kids leave stuff behind at camp? Push-ups. We do push-ups. So when you leave something behind, you forget to do what you've been asked to do, you come up front at the beginning of whatever meeting and you do push-ups while we all count together what... And then you get to retrieve whatever thing we hold up that you left, okay? That's not bad. That's good. It helps us learn something. And you know how many fewer people leave things as the days go by? Very much fewer. We, we have fewer, like 28 things are lost day one, meeting one. Day two, meeting two, we're down to like four things because everyone's like, I will not leave my water bottle or my name tag around, okay? Right? You guys, right? Yeah, you were there. Okay, but what my heart is... Um, is that the Lord really wants to help us grow in what we're talking about, evangelism, which is the City Quake video that we showed earlier. I'm helping you remember. And that's about going out, preaching the gospel, teaching what we're learning, doing the things that Lord's called us to do. And then we're also in, once you get there, we all know that there's been evangelism explosions and things like that, Billy Graham crusades, but one of the maybe criticisms of the, the church is that from there we just let people flounder. And then, and then honestly, people become prodigals, and then we begin to pray for the prodigals once they've stepped in their prodigal season and we're ready to receive them and start walking alongside them again. But we actually have that job in there that once they come to the Lord, we're meant to grow them, help them. And we're, and it's, we're not necessarily even meant to lead. We're just allowed, supposed to come in and help them get to know the Lord and the Word. That's our job. And we don't have to be anywhere ahead of anybody else. Those are my earrings making that noise, isn't it? Let me take those off. I'm sorry, you guys. I just realized the clicky-clicky is these things. They're really cute earrings, though. They look really nice, but they're, they're not doing us any favors. Okay, so this is going to look a little different and this is not what I had planned to do, but I feel like it's what the Lord planned to do. So um, if you have a Bible or a phone, can you grab it right now? We're going to grab it together. <clears throat> if you need glasses, grab those. Mine are dirty. Uh, we are going to look to James. And James number two. If you don't know where to find James, I do this. This is my Bible. Yeah, it's almost at the back. This is the back. This is the front. Go almost to the back. If you hit Hebrews, go a little bit further. Um, we're going to look at James 2. And we're going to read some verses. So we're going to do Interactive Sunday. This is exciting, you guys. You're going to love this. I know this was not my plan, but this is what the Lord wants to do. So do we, do we argue with God? We do, but we don't win. We can argue with the Lord, but that's not a winning argument, right? Oh, look. Oh, I'm like double time. Does that sound even better? Two voices together? Kind of like this. I, I'm just having fun. You guys. Some of you look like you're scared of me. It's okay. I work with our youth, and this is how I get sometimes, right? Yeah. Some of them are over here. That's why I look over there. All right. So what we're going to do, uh, let's, let's have four, four people stand up real quick. Um, okay. Greg, you want to stand up? Think one, two, three, four. Okay. Oh, five. Oh, come on up here. You five. Perfect. Do you have a Bible or you can borrow mine? Stephen, you got your Bible? You got a phone. Come on up. All right. We're going to read this. 
I'm going to, we're modeling something right now. This is not scary. All we're doing is reading the Bible, God's word. This is totally legal. Okay. So what we're going to do is you're going to read where we're, yes, James, as soon as you feel like you have to read, then you really figure out where we are because then you feel the pressure. Do you ever feel nervous when the teacher's like, someone's gonna come right on the board? I'm like, oh shoot, what did she just say for like the last 10 minutes? Okay, James 2, and we're gonna start at 14. Mine has like a subtitle that says Faith and Deeds. Um, let's see, let's go. Let's do like two verses at a time. Okay. Are you good? And remember, hold it close because we need to be able to hear you. Yes, ma'am. Okay, awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Really close. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is what I do with my students. You're doing great. Go ahead. You got this. Okay. What use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but he has no works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothing and in need of daily food. And one of you says, go in shalom, keep warm and well fed but you do not give them what the body needs. What good is that? So also is faith. If it, is, if it does not have works, it's dead by itself. Okay. Now we're on 18. Now someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds, but I say, how can you show me your faith if you do not have good deeds? I will, I will show you my faith by my good deeds. If you say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God, good for you. Even the demons uh, believe this, and they tremble in terror. Awesome. Verse 20. But do you wish to know, O foolish man, that the belief without the works is dead? Was not Abraham our father declared right by works when he offered Yitzhak, his son, on the slaughter place? Awesome. All right. I'll keep going from here. Thank you, guys. Yeah. You, can, you can sit down, and I'll, I'll have help. And again, good job. Okay. We're going to keep going. I think we're on 22, right? Okay. You see that faith, his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person is justified by what he does, not by faith alone. In the same way, not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous... Was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. As the body without spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Amen? It's the word of the Lord, right? Okay. This is where... And, now, get ready to stand up, any of you that might be willing to help me. And I, I can call on you, you know. I'm kind of like the teacher right now. Okay, this is fun. And we do this. The reason, the why behind what I'm doing is because there's two reasons. I want you to remember what we're reading. But more than that, I want you to learn how easy it is to help people learn about the Word of God. Okay? So that's the why. If you're having trouble with what I'm doing because it doesn't look like a standard preaching message... I'm doing it on purpose, and I feel like the Lord wants us to learn this and get really comfortable and realize um, this is not, it's not hard to help people grow in knowing the Lord. And that's what he's asking us to do. 
And so sometimes we get into a church setting and it, it feels too big and too polished and too, too beyond where we are. And that's not truth. That's not the Lord's heart. He wants all of us to feel like we can teach or lead or help anyone grow at any point in our life, okay? No matter our age. So what I'm, we're going to do really quick is we're going to try to retell this story. I'm going to... Re- I'm not going to reread it. Normally, you would reread it again to get it lodged in your heart. But if you have your Bible, flip it like that. Flip it closed. Don't peek. This is like a test. How many of you are in school right now? You have exams coming up. Finals are on their way. You are not allowed to cheat, okay? We're going to practice not cheating right here in church. Okay, so we're just going to really quick, I'm just going to ask you two or three things that you remember. Normally, this would go longer. Ask you two or three things that you remember about what we just Read. So just raise your hand. What, what's something about what we just read? Anybody? Mary. Faith. Walk out the faith. Good. Faith without works is dead. A couple more. Come on. This isn't hard. Rahab sent out the spies. Good. You, that's another part of the story. Anybody else? This is not hard, you guys. I'm not even calling you out. Just say something. Anybody? Abraham. Who's that, Tim? Is that you? Steve. Even the demons believe in God. Okay. All right. There's demon faith, as Mike likes to call it. They believe in God. Abraham, Abraham was known as a, a friend of God, a lover of God, after he made the choice of sacrifice. I'm repeating so that it goes on to the um, recording, because not everyone can hear you guys. Uh, what else? Yeah. Rahab's actions were credited to her as faith. Very good. Good job, guys. Okay, we're going to open this back up. And we're just going to talk about a few things. All right, so this is how easy this is. And some of you have been in this class where we're doing discipleship. This is just one snippet of what we do in, when we're talking about discipleship training. This is kind of what it looks like. But... Uh, we normally would have a big whiteboard, but we don't. So I'm getting creative. Okay, this is fun. You're, you're going to like this, okay? Get excited. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. You're allowed to cheat now. You're allowed to look back at those verses. So if you forgot where we were, we were in James 2, 14 through, what does it end at, guys? 22, 14 through 20, yeah, 26. Okay, so look at those. And I want you guys to tell me, we're going to pick three or four things. What does this tell us about God? So tell me something that you're learning about God in, from this passage. And here's the rules, okay? It, you have to speak in a sentence, not a paragraph. Can't be really long-winded. You have to stick to the scripture that we're on. We know a lot about God is in this whole Bible, but we're going to look at this passage. And you have to pick a verse to go with what you see it's teaching you about God. That's not very hard. And I will be very gracious if you forget those, okay? So what is this passage? Is there something we know about God from this passage? All right. God wants us to show love in practical ways. Perfect. God wants us to show love in practical ways. All right, come on up. Come on up. <laughs> All right, this is where it gets fun. The re- Again, the why behind this is so that you guys realize this is easy. Uh, uh, there's flowers in the way. I'm going to have you stand right here. I'm not going to stand in front of that thing. It'll go crazy. Do you mind just putting that just big on that piece of paper sideways, wherever? 
And did, was there a verse you found that in? Ish? 15 or 6? Okay, just put verse 15. Awesome. What else do we learn about God in this? Okay, so let's see. That's verse, I can't So you're going to 26? 26? Okay. So our body is dead without works and the spirit. So faith without... Okay, let's, let's do the part. The easier part is faith without works is dead. How about that? Can we pick that? All right, why don't you come on up and I'll have you right next. All right. Sweet. Thank you. You guys, does this make you uncomfortable that this is not like normal church? Is anybody uncomfortable? No? My husband is super uncomfortable. Ah! I know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. We're going to put that there, and we're, we're going to... That's one thing. Okay, what's another thing it teaches us about God? And pick your verse. I just want... I'm hoping for one more person. This isn't hard. Okay, God gives credit. Say it again. I didn't hear the last thing. 23, God gives credit to those who act out of faith. They do an action based on their faith. Okay, so after she's done, maybe you can come run that, write that one and we'll put on the step. Okay, let's do, we're going to do one more, two more things, and then I will get into more of the teaching. I know some of you are super uncomfortable. Yes. In this, in this passage? It could be. Which verse are you looking at? She's feeling giddy. Were you up all night? <laughs> Sunika's a late nighter. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a pass. Oh, perfect. All right, one more thing about God. Anybody? I know this is making you uncomfortable. My husband's more uncomfortable. Go ahead, Stephen. God is one. Which verse? Verse 19, which says, you believe that there is one God. Good, even, yep. All right, and then we're going to move on. You, when she's done, can you come write that? Okay. Now we're just going to just gonna do two of these. What does this teach us about people? Really quick. So look for something in here, you guys. The reason we're doing this, I know some of you are feeling very, I don't know, maybe frustrated with me. Hold on. And, but re remember, like, this is just helping us. If we try this once... Here, here's my quick story to go with this. Has there ever been something new that you were going to try, but you were super not wanting to do it? Say bungee jump. That would be fun. I haven't done that. I would love to do that, but I would also be a little bit nervous, right? How many of you have ever done like something new that's a little bit scary? Raise your hand. I'm trying to get you to work with me. Okay. So there's been new things that we've tried or a new food. You're like, I'm not eating scorpions. And then you eat a scorpion. You're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. It's not so bad after you do it once, right? It's like you're, it's freezing and you don't want to jump in the pool, but you jump in and the first time you jump in, it feels so cold and you're out and you're like, I'll jump in again. No problem, right? Okay, that's what we're doing. We're jumping in right now. We're jumping into the pool in a very comfortable place so that you realize this is not hard. The, the Lord's heart is to do this with us all. And if you can't get here on a Monday night, I'm bringing Monday night to you. Just a part of it. Just a little bitty snip of it. Of it. This is the Lord's heart, okay? All right, what does this teach us about people? I need two people to sh look in here and find a verse, and what does this teach us about people? It could be like an inferred thing, like we don't like to do things, we just like to believe things. 
doing, the doing is hard, right? Something like that. It doesn't have to be really big and glorious. Anybody? Okay, great. Let's come write that down and grab your verse to go with it. You can see, I'm waiting for that. You can see people's faith by their actions. You want to go right here? What's one more thing? One more thing this teaches about people. Students, look for it. You don't even have to answer. Just look for something that this teaches you about people. Men are foolish. Women are not. <laughs> okay, that's not what he said. <laughs> okay, come on up. Uh, uh, what, what verse? Verse 19. You believe that there, yeah. Uh, what, yours says foolish. There's one God. Even the demons believe that and shudder. 20. You foolish man. Yep, people are foolish. So, we, so what he's referring to in that verse is he's saying you foolish man because people are making the argument that they don't have to live out what they believe. They can just believe it in their head or in their heart. He knows that you, you know you gotta come up and write it down. I can call him out. We, uh, there's, some of you guys know me more than others of you know me and I get a little, um, persuasive with the people that I know a little bit more. Otherwise, I won't be mean to you if you don't know me, okay? All right. Um, all right, Paul, it's over here. Oh, we forgot the verse. James, what verse did you have? 21. Okay, thank you. All right. All right. These aren't standing up very well, but that's okay. All right, well, it's close. Pretend it's 21, but it's really 22. All right. So, we, now we learned two things about people. What did we learn about people? They're foolish. Men are foolish. <laughs> I'm smiling. We are foolish. And, hold on. <laughs> and, uh, what was the other one? What's the first one? We know faith by our works. Whoops, this one's meant to be over here probably then. These are two separate topics. Oh yeah, this one. There we go. All right, that tells us that people can be foolish, right? Because we think we can believe something without living it out, right? So um, the last part, that, and then I will get into just more of a teaching mode, but stick with me. Can you stick with me a little longer? What do we like or dislike about these passages? I'm gonna ask for two likes and two dislikes. So dislike is more of like, what do you find challenging? And we need a, a, a scripture verse to back this up, okay? So that's where we're on. We've moved past our other topics. What's something that you like about these verses? Anybody? Sorry? God wants to be our friend. Which verse are you picking that up? 23, perfect. God wants to be our friend, verse 23. What's another thing you like about this, this, this set of verses? Righteousness is our reward. Anybody else? I thought someone else was about to say something. Okay, and that's, which verse is that? I'm not pulling it up. James 2, yes, that's true, hold on. Do y'all, okay. Uh, he, yeah, 23 and 24, a uh, person is justified or made righteous, that's another, those words go together. Yeah. 
faith looks like something. Yeah, that's another one. So faith without works is dead. Faith with works is alive. That's basically how you can flip that around. Okay, what's something that you find challenging really quick? Yeah. Okay, verse 14. If you have faith, but you don't have actions, that faith cannot save you. Did I say that right? Okay, I'm not right. Normally I would write these down, but I'm just trying to speed it up. What's another thing you find challenging about these sets of verses? Anybody? <laughs> Over there. Hi, Drake. Anybody? Yeah, it, it's easy to bless someone. The challenging part is doing the action of, of blessing them, right? So that is a challenge to us because it, it is simple to say something but harder to do it, right? All, all parents in the house know that you can ask your kids to say and do something and they say yes, but getting the follow through can be a little bit harder, right? Amen? Okay, that is just a simple... So what just happened was that I picked out a passage and I asked you guys questions and you answered the questions and you guys taught one another and that we just did discipling. I want you to see this. I didn't do anything that none of you couldn't do. Okay? Everyone in this room could pick a passage and we actually have whole sets of passages you could pick. The parables are super fun to do because they're easy and they're stories and people like stories and they teach us stuff. But all of this is very doable. We can all disciple one another and help each other grow, okay? So when we talk about evangelism and then we go in, but we want to bring them into the family of God and disciple, this is all you're doing is you're just going, hey, I don't know. And we have this awesome cheat sheet. It looks like this. And it has all these like little tools you can stick in your tool butt. They're not you half-tos, but they're tricks and tips and little ways to help things stay on track and go back to the Bible, okay? Anybody been in, in a conversation that was started on God and didn't end on God? You ever talk to somebody and you're like, how did we get over to recycling and saving the whales? Like, yeah, but let's get it back to Jesus. Like, I mean, those things aren't bad, but like the whole talk about the Lord, right? Okay. All right. So I, I felt like it was really important to do that really quick. Um, that was the, the part of the message the Lord was talking to me was just about our actions backing up what we say we believe, that we have to walk it out. In that part of the message, we all just read about Abraham. What was the story about Abraham? It was that God said, I want you to do something, and Abraham obeyed. And because he obeyed, he did the thing that God asked him to do. He was credited with righteousness or made right with God, right? When I was reading that, I was like, hmm, I'm going to jump back to that story of Abraham. And when you read, if you want to, go back and read about Abraham. It was a high standard. God, God didn't just call him to put some money in a bucket. God called him to, hey, that son that I promised you, I want him to give you, I want you to give him back to me. And I want you to do it yourself. Not be like, hey, servant, the Lord asked for this. Here you go. You go do what we need to do with this. It was his only son, his promised son. And it was in Abraham's yes to the Lord that he held nothing back, that the Lord, because he said yes, he actually uses this word. He says, the Lord says, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham says, 
here I am. And it's in the Hebrew, it's Hanani. And I, I don't want you to get tripped up on that, but it's important to follow this quick track because I feel like this is what the Lord wants to finish with, okay? We're almost done. The Lord said, he said, here I am, God. And the way, if you look at the story, it's like, I'm ready to do what you want, God. And if you go on to Moses, and you guys know Moses is like hanging out in the desert when he's older. I don't know how old he is, 70? How old is he in the desert, guys? He's up to 80. Okay, I love that you guys know the Bible because that helps me. Uh, He's like 80, and he's wandering around in the desert, and there's a bush on fire, and he's like, hmm, I wonder why this bush is on fire. And he goes over to look at it. Good thing he's curious, and the Lord says, when he turned aside to look at it, the Lord said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Hanani. He said, here I am. What is it that you're asking, Lord? He knew there was something about that place. He knew the Lord was calling him, and he said, here I am. What do you need? And the Lord set him on a mission, right? We know Moses. We know how he takes the whole nation of Israel out of captivity, out of bondage. Are there people in bondage in our lives right now? There's people in captivity. There's people that are entangled in sin, and they can't get out. They're trapped, and they're being sucked down. And the Lord is saying, hey, I have an assignment for you. I want you to introduce them to me, and I want you to come alongside them and help them know this freedom word that I've written so they can get out and get healthy and get someone else out of that place that they were stuck in, right? So God says to Moses, go get my people and bring them out, right? That's the short of it. So Moses does this thing, and God's with him the whole way, but there's a heavy assignment the Lord has on him, and he says, Hanani, here I am. I will do it, okay? There's other examples in the word that that you will see this word Hanani, but I want you to hear this because it's important. If we have Isaiah 58, I don't know if we can put it up, or you can, we've all been looking in the word already, you can open your own Bible. Isaiah 58. This just, this is kind of the quick track of where the Lord took me when I was trying to just hear his heart for what he wanted to say. 58 is this about this fasting the Lord's asked us to, but when you read through it, I'm going to read through it really quick. If we had more time, I'd have one of you read it. But it says, shout it aloud. Do not hold back. Isaiah 58, 1 is where I am. Isaiah 58, 1, very beginning. Shout it aloud. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and the house of Jacob their sin. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways. I have felt this way. As if there was a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near to them. Why have we fasted? They say, (laughs) and you have not seen it. You know, anybody hear that voice in their house? Yeah. Why have we humbled ourselves and you haven't even noticed? That's verse three. It doesn't say a tone in my voice, so I get to pick a tone, okay? Yet, on the day of your fasting, you do as you please. You exploit all your workers. I'm going to verse 4. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. That's a warning. Is this the kind of fast I've chosen only a day for a man to humble himself? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying on sackcloth, lying on the floor and crying? That's my version, not, not the NIV. Is that, the day, is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not, this not the kind of fasting I've chosen? This is verse 6. To 
to loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, set the oppressed free, and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe him and do not turn away from your own flesh and blood? Verse 8, are you ready? Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. And once you pay attention to verse 9, if you've tuned out, tune in. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. I want you to hear this and don't miss it. That here am I is the same response. It's that word Hanani that the Lord, when he called for someone and he set them on mission, he said, and I will be with you and I will do all these things. The Lord is saying right here in Isaiah 58, if we will live a lifestyle, not a one-day thing, not a one-time thing, a lifestyle of loving his people, of taking care of the, the sick, the needy, the desperate, the, the naked, if we'll do this and we will humble ourselves and put our faith into action as a lifestyle, then he, we can go, Lord, Lord, I need you. And he will say, Hanani, here I am. I'm ready to do what you need. It's his promise. Do you see this? The very way he called on people in the Old Testament to walk out the very things he needed done on the earth. He is saying, I will do that for you. If you will live this way, if you will humble yourself before me and do the things I'm calling you to do, you're going to call on me and I will answer you. And then he says, you're righteous. And it keeps going. I mean, just keep reading Isaiah 58. If you're not sure about what God's going to do when you call on him, he will do it. But there is this, there is this um, both and situation. It is both our faith and our actions. And, and, and James says, and when they come together, it makes us complete. And, and, and then we're not lacking anything. It's the two coming together. And Mike, Mike we were talking about this earlier, and he, makes a, he made a great point. He goes, sometimes we get stuck on the action and we get a little legalistic, right? We need to make sure we invite the Holy Spirit into the Lord. It's not every single person along the street that we can stop and help and give our, ourselves to. It is the ones that the Lord puts on our hearts. Even as we were praying this morning, we said, Lord, put the prodigals on our heart. That's the Holy Spirit at work in your heart saying, this is, where, this is where heaven is contending this morning. I want you to say yes to what I have on my heart to do. And that's what we do. We just say, okay, Holy Spirit, I would like to pray for X, Y, Z that I'm aware of, but you are turning my heart towards this other person or this other name, and I will contend. There is breakthrough that the Holy Spirit wants to do, and the Lord has ordered the steps of the people of his, of his house to accomplish his will, and we don't get to decide what order that happens in. We might have our own child that, that we're contending after, but the Lord might say, I want you to bless this child over here. I want you to contend for that one. And who knows what the story is going to be as it comes around. I just felt like even um, this heavy weight of discipleship was on my heart while we were worshiping, and, and we're going to be done. But I felt like sometimes we were like, well, I would really like to disciple that person or the person in my life that I know that, it, you know, they really need help. Man, if they could just turn to the Lord, I would disciple them. But I feel like sometimes, or there's someone far away that you know that needs to know the Lord, but they don't right? And I feel like the Lord said, will you steward the ones that I put in front of you? Are you willing to disciple? And maybe, like my family lives in Florida, maybe there's someone that's going to come alongside and disciple part of my family in Florida. I can't do that from this far away. It's not the same. I mean, we could do Zoom, all that stuff. 
We don't all love Zoom anymore. It's not amazing, right? We kind of had our fill of it. It's not nice in person. Um, but I feel like the Lord is, is, if he's putting an assignment on your heart, step into the yes of the assignment instead of trying to pick and choose something different because the Lord has already set things in place for you to walk into this place of anointing with that scenario, whatever that is. He's got it lined up and he's asking for you to say yes. Moses wasn't ready to lead people out of Egypt, but God had set things up already and he said, Moses, I need you to walk through this door, right? And it wasn't like he was equipped. He was stinky in a desert, he hadn't showered and there wasn't a shower on the way. You know, and he smelled, and he went before kings that, that looked amazing and were very put together. And he had a staff. Some of us are, um, we're saying like we're not worthy or we're not capable because of something that's in our hand or not in our hand. It's the Holy Spirit that he promised to live inside of us, and that's what we have to yield to. If we think it's about us, we're wrong. And if we think it's too hard, that just makes us dependent on the Lord. He is so good. And this is the adventure, you guys. We are all looking for so much fun and excitement. The world's trying to sell it to you, but God has it. And he says, if you'll trust me, I'll take you on this adventure. It's beyond your wildest dreams. Moses did not think he would live out that life when he was wandering after sheep, right? We never know. We don't get to pick and choose, but he does say it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's his promise. He loves us. He's a good father, right? All right. Uh, I didn't open my computer, but there's probably something in there I missed. I'm just going to pray over us as we close, and maybe we'll um, just invite the worship team to come out. My heart is to go ahead and let you guys go and, and bless those that are family in your life um, and be with moms or mom figures or bless them. I'm going to invite you two to... Um, to just reach out. If you have a strained mom relationship, even if it's not your mom, but there's someone that's a mom figure in your life, I'm going to invite you to, to reach out to them and just, just bless them. Nothing else, just a blessing. If you, can't, if you can't think of a blessing because it's that difficult, find something in the word like the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. There is so much healing in the word of God. We forget that it's not just written. It's active and living. And when we, when we put it forward in front of someone, it does something to our hearts. So that's, that's a simple thing. And I feel like the Lord is inviting us to, to heal some of that. So I, I would love for you guys to, to do that. If, if you can do it before you leave this room, it will help you do it. Um, it's easy, especially if you have kids, to get up and get going and you're going to get your kids and you forget that you want to you just pour out this blessing on your mama or a mama figure in your life. But I feel like um, it's important. It builds family and it heals wounds, okay? Um, Rachel, would you mind praying over us? Would you? Awesome, thank you. I'm gonna... Um, this is Marcus's wife, Rachel. You guys see her all over this building. Let's give her a hand. I, I didn't ask her ahead of time, so I'm, giving, I'm just going to stall for a second and let her just get... She's ready. She, she served in the uh, International House of Prayer for... 13 years. 13 years. Okay, girl knows how to pray, right? <laughs> so all you need to do right now is put your hands out like this. This is a mama heart. 
I feel like you're on, how many children have you mamad so far? Including ten. the, the ten. 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 She's mamad in her home along with Marcus as a father. Ten. Ten kiddos. Okay? And there's just a blessing that, um, that these two carry. They're a blessing to this house, but they're a blessing to so many. Um, some of, of what we learn is just caught by watching others. And I just invite you, there are many mama hearts like this one in this house and all around you that love the Lord. Be open to receiving what the Lord wants to, to pour out into your life from those that he puts with, within your sphere of influence. You might think you're influencing them, but they're also influencing you. Just go low and ask the Lord what he wants to do in your life through those people, okay? So put your hands out if you forgot, and uh, Rachel's just going to pray over us. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we love you. It's our joy to come before you. It's our joy to serve you. Lord, we want to be like Abraham. We just posture our heart right now. We want to be like Abraham, who obeyed, who followed, who acted. Lord, we just ask that you would prick our hearts right now yes, for those areas that you are act asking us to take action. We say right now our answer is yes. Yes. We want to be a people that follow you with faith and action. Lord, you said that you would make our works perfect. Lord, we ask that you would perfect us. Let us walk worthy. Lord, we bless today. We bless the mothers. We bless our mothers. We bless the mothers in our lives. We ask that you would truly cause your face to shine upon them. Thank you. Lord, thank you for this time. What a joy to be a family together. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Rachel. You can give her a hand. Thank you, Rachel. All right. Um, sometimes we do an, a long ending, but we're not. We're just going to get up and love on each other. Give somebody a hug as you finish up. And remember to, um, I really invite you to send a message or a text or a voice text. It means more voice text, in case you're wondering. Um, or, or write a letter to your mom today, or whoever that is in your family. We love you guys. We bless you. Say hi to someone new because you're sitting in a new place, most of you. So good job. I know. Thank you for my Mother's Day present. I really appreciate it.